Well, nice job, Bob. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, you moved the rock. Yes, I did, sir. Did you push it, Bob? No, sir. I said, did you push it, Bob? Yes, sir. Okay. I need to report back to the EU that you pushed it. Yes, report that, sir. Right. Now, we need to review your performance. Do we really have to, sir? I don't like performance reviews. Why don't you like performance reviews, Bob? Because it's not a complex task, sir. I just, I just picked up the rock and threw it. Uh, sorry, I, uh, I, I, I pushed, I pushed the hot, I pushed the rock in the hot sun, sir. Yes. Well, we need to review that. Why, sir? <laughs> because. Next time I ask you to push a rock, uh, well, if we review your rock pushing this time, you might do it better next time. No, I won't, sir. It's, it's not a complex task. It was too easy. It doesn't need a review. Yeah. We're going to review it anyway, Bob, because I'm the boss. Yes, sir. Do I get paid, sir? Uh, do you get paid for reviewing uh, your performance? No, you don't. I think I should get paid, sir. Why, Bob? The pain in the ass, sir. These reviews are a pain in the ass. Yes, well, you know, it's all part of the deal. Hmm. Why are we really reviewing my performance, sir? Well, it's a good excuse to learn some physics. Can I get paid for that, sir? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> You're a rock pusher. Not a student. Then why am I learning? Because it's all about me and I want to teach. And there is no such thing as a teacher without a student. I don't want to be a student, sir. Crikey. Uh, wrong one. Uh, let's try this one instead. I'm back. Uh, you can't tell, but it's been about a week since I uh, since I spoke that last piece of audio. For you, it's just a second or two. Uh, yeah, I've been everywhere since. I've been to Cairns and back from Melbourne. Um, a funeral, um, and as uh, as I was on the plane, because I, I did. Uh, I'm out of character here again, by the way. I'm not Doctor. You thought I was, didn't you? Uh, I was on the plane, and there I was, flying 3,000 kilometres odd. Um, and again, I thought, oh, that's like, that's almost the distance from London to New York, isn't it? I, 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 I think that'd be about that. You know, maybe, maybe London to New York's a bit more. But I was thinking... That wasn't an essential, you know, on one level, if you, you, if you are passionate about the environment, uh, that was unnecessary travel, you know, because um, it was for a funeral, and what's more important, you know, my cousin's funeral, or my children's future, you know, um, 
so there I was yet again on an aeroplane and I'm part of the problem and uh, I really do wonder uh, a lot of people who are fairly pious about climate change um, look some are uh, have made that commitment and won't fly again in their entire lives they'll never see Europe again essentially you know I mean, you listening, when was the, have you ever been overseas on an aeroplane? And if so, why? And how did you get there? You know, that sort of thing. You know, the hip, hypocritometer is just on red. It's always redlining every time. I'll get back to Dr. Abby soon. But, you know, this is a thought that jumped in my head as I went to Cairns. And yet, I put, I put my need my need? Yeah, it was my need, and the need for me to be there ahead of my own children's future. Yeah. It's very difficult. Um, and another thing occurred to me, because, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you've listened to my previous 96 or 7 odd episodes, um, but you know, these days, and then for the last number of years, and this, um, I... Uh, I, I have what you might call resolutions that I make, you know. And I've been doing this for years, you know. For example, you know, haven't eaten sugar or anything with added sugar in it for some nigh on three years. Haven't had alcohol for three years. Um, I used to like a glass of wine. Look, I haven't really been drunk since I was 25, you know. I'm about 56 now. No, I'm exactly 56 plus X amount of days. Um, and this, but the point is, you know, uh, exercising power over oneself is what it's all about. It's not a health kick. It's not a health kick. You know, I managed to get healthy as a result of all this sort of stuff, you know. But I gave up everything with white flour three years ago. And, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, this is a digression, but I don't care. And, uh, um, but I've got a reason for saying this. And it's, got, it's not about all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I haven't had a pizza or any pasta for three years. You know, um, and this is all not for health. It's you know, it's for Zen. It's for self power. You know, so um, and um, the next level on for that, kids. You know, I'm speaking to my kids now, just for a second. Um, if you uh, can sort of have that power, which uh, uh, I'm sure you've everyone's got it if they want it. Um, it's, it's fantastic, you know, because you can do some wonderful things. Now, I haven't clicked my fingers on climate change yet. I'll get to that in a second. You know, I haven't clicked my fingers Greta Thunberg style and said, I am going to dedicate my life to climate change, you know, and, and uh, reducing that. You know. I'm still burning fossil fuels, so I'm still a bad person, very much so. I'm part of the problem. I'm to blame. How dare me? Yeah. And that's what you, know, you might be saying to yourself um, 40 years from now. Yeah. Alternatively, you might be part of the problem by then, children, yeah, my own children, because you'll be 50-odd. Yeah. Um, yeah, the oldest of you will be 54, all right? Now, um, and you'll be part of the problem... Um, most likely, you know, you'll still be catching aeroplanes. I mean, Greta Thunberg thinks the world's going to just be swallowed up with, by in 50 years, and maybe it will be, or in 40 years, or 50 years, whatever. Um, 
2070, whatever, you know, but look, Essendon might still look just the same, you know, we, we will have climate disasters, we'll have environmental disasters, we're having one right now, you know, we've got this huge bushfire in uh, New South Wales, it's just huge, you know, it's massive, you know, I, ha I haven't actually um, sensed it because I've been flying over the top of it, you know, so I've been in Victoria where it's been cool, and I've been in Cairns, which is far north Queensland, so essentially flying over the problem and um, ignoring it. You know, I'm a bad person. Right, we'll get back to Dr. Abby. Now, um, but the one that came to, uh, you know, I mentioned all, of, oh, and kids, because this is suddenly for my kids, you know, one of those little chats you have with your kids again. Kids, it's not about, um, it's not actually a resolution you know, when you have the power, as it were, uh, over your own mind. It's not a resolution, you know, to not drink alcohol again or to not eat anything with white flour in it again or white rice, which is another thing I gave up, or anything with white potatoes in it. You know, goodbye chips, goodbye... There's so many things with white potato in it and um, I haven't had any of that for three years either. Now, it's not about health and it's also not about... Um, having the desire to have those things and then resisting that desire as some sort of, you know, of self-control, you know, good willpower, whatever. You know, my goodness, you have good willpower, don't you, sporty? You know, it's not that. What you do is it's actually a little bit more cleverer than that. What you do is you remove the want, you know, very Buddhist, you know, but um, you decide you don't like those things. And then there's nothing to resist. You might think, ah, oh, yeah deep down, yeah, surely you would love another glass of wine. You used to love it, didn't you, Charlie, you know? You know, and people can accuse you of that and say, listen, you're just lying, really. You, you actually do want a glass of wine, don't you, you know? You'd love a piece of chocolate, wouldn't you, you know, uh, after all these years? And I say, uh, no, I don't like chocolate. I don't like wine. And they say, come on, you used to love Mitchell to Shiraz, come on, you love it. I said, no, I don't. And they said, yeah, you're just, um, you're just lying to yourself. But there's no way for them to prove that. You know, maybe I don't want that stuff now. Maybe, I, maybe, for all they know, maybe I have switched off the want. You know? Not in any, you know, Om Shiva way, but maybe just with swagger. You know, click of the fingers and no problem. Yeah, she's right. You know, because I don't pray, I don't meditate, I don't do anything. Like that. I just click fingers like that. You know, just click the finger, you know. Um... I don't mind this digression, suddenly I'm enjoying it. It's a good chance to have a chat with you kids. Um, so, removing, removing the want, and not in a dramatic way, you know, I hardly told anybody, you know, just did it. It's for me, you know, it's not, and, and it's not, you know, I'm not going to put out a book, you know, here's how to do it, you know, here's how to knock off the $7 billion a year weight loss industry, um, you know. Got, a, got an easier way to do it, just click your fingers and stop being such a wuss and just, you know, just have a bit of self-control, you know. Oh, no, just just have the power of decision-making, you know. Don't even have self-control, just have the power to decide stuff. Have control over your own brain, you loser. You know, that sort of thinking, you know what I mean? Um, uh, yeah, what are you, weak? <laughs> yeah, that's the sort of thing. It's a kind of swagger and it sounds really rude, but it's kind of true, you know. 
Um, some things that are really sort of horrible and rude are kind of true at the same time. Yeah, you try and pretend they're not, but they are. Um, right, so um, now the interesting one, and this is where it's you can't be a good person in this world, really. Um, uh, what was I doing? Oh, yes, on the plane I uh, read uh, in a newspaper about a woman who has clicked her fingers. Ah, now that, that, uh, that got me curious. I said, all right, I'll have a read of this. And she said, my, my family and I, um, you know, she's got a job and she, her kids go to scouts like mine and all that sort of stuff, you know, all that stuff, you know. They've all got um, their extracurricular activities and they all have to get to school. And she said, I've clicked my fingers, we're not driving cars. Climate change is a very real thing, you know. She's clicked her fingers in that direction. That's interesting. And she said, we ride bikes. And there was a picture of her with a... She had this um, a tandem sort of bike, you know, that she could put two children... One child and herself on and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, she was clearly 100% all geared up. And she said, I'm doing it for a year. So that is resolution, you know. Um, It will be harder for her, but um, she has made a resolution, you know. So she's got an urge to drive on a rainy day uh, to take her kids to school, I'm sure. She's still got the urge, perhaps. Well, maybe not, you know. Maybe she doesn't want to. You know, Maybe she really doesn't want to. But she said she's resolved to do it for a year. So that's really closer to resolution. You know, in my world, that's closer to resolution territory. You know, because if you if you can only commit for a year and not for the rest of your life, you're, 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 there's still one part of your mind that's... Um, that's keeping your options open, isn't there? You know, you sort of think, listen, I might go back to the car. Um, you know, you're keeping your options open. So you haven't actually done the whole bloody Buddha thing of just, you know, just move it away, you know, no longer want. And I'm talking forever, you know, because I'll never have wine again or alcohol again. Never, you know, just never, you know. Yeah, you're lying. You can't say that. I just did, you know. A lot of people are funny in the sense that um, they presume to know something about you and how your mind works based on how well they know themselves and how their minds work. You know, I can say, I'll never drink wine again, and they go, yeah, 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 um, you can't say that. I say, no, I can because I don't even like wine. They say, yeah, you're lying, you know, because um, you do like wine, you just think you don't. You say, oh, you know me better than I know me, do you? And they say, yeah, I do. And you know what? People are like that. They really do think they know you better than you know you. But if you've got real, really, if you've got power over your own mind, well, they're wrong. You know, that's it. They're just wrong. Um, and you'll, you, you know, you kids, I'm only talking to my children here now. Um, you kids, you know, you might well be 50 by the time you're listening to this. You're only 14, 12 and 8 right now. You may well be 50-something. And you will know that um, I never did drink uh, alcohol again, and I never did uh, have sugar again, and all that sort of stuff. You will know that, you know. And by then you'll know I was right, and they were wrong. But that doesn't take away from the fact that they were fairly certain of themselves, and that's something to get used to with people in this world. Uh, yeah, but it's not something to stress about, it's just the way it is. All right, now, on to this woman who clicked her fingers, you know. Um, I rate her more highly than me because she clicked her fingers on climate change. So she's good. Good person. 
good for her children. She won't be hated by her children. I may well, as you're listening to this, be hated by you, children, because, you know, the environment might have collapsed, and I might be wrong. Essendon might be underwater uh, by the time you're 50, and um, I may be wrong. And, but, and if that's the case, you love this woman and you don't like me because I was part of the problem. Um, you know, assuming that you're not part of the problem at your age and, all the, and, and that all the 14-year-olds aren't screaming at you, you know, because you'll be 50-something and um, just take it from me. You're not allowed to, or especially um, the male amongst you, my children, you, um, especially if you're... Um, European of European extraction, you're not allowed to be a progressive anymore. Once you yeah, get to 40 or 50, you know, you get reclassified, you know. Um, you absolutely can be progressive if you're 25 and European, well, I'll say it's skinned, you know. Um, that's quite acceptable and um, you can hate old white men and all that sort of stuff. You know, that's the language that... Um, we have these days, uh, but you do get reclassified and you don't have a choice in the matter. So, you know, something else to get used to. Anyway, back to this woman, you know, who even I love more than I love myself. Um, she uh, is riding a bike everywhere for a year. Good on her. Now, so she's, and she really is, she's helping um, the environment. And 50 years from now, I'll say she was a good person. I won't be alive by then. I'm 56 now. Actually, I will, I will go to 110. Okay, so I will be uh, alive. I'll be 106. Uh, like Greg Norman. You know, he came out the other day and said he's... Oh, gee, he reminded me of myself, you know. Except he's got talent at golf. And I don't. Um, and and uh, he's a high achiever. <laughs> and I'm not, you know. In any way, comparatively, I'm not. Um... I do okay, but nothing like uh, Greg Norman, who lives just down the road from Tiger Woods. You know, very big difference. Um, and Greg Norman, he's looking great. You know, he actually inspired me. And yet, he's part of the problem too. Absolutely, flies everywhere. You know, he is part of the problem, but he inspired me because he does look great. He's 64, and he said he's going to 110. He's going to 110 for sure. He said and he's got the grin on his face and a bit of swagger. He's an Aussie. You know, he's got that little cheeky Aussie grin. <laughs> um, he's just one of us. And um, he said, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I look good. I look good. I feel good. I'm strong. And he has. He's got, you know, abs. <laughs> right. So, anyway, he's a bastard. Greg, an absolute bastard because he cares about himself more than climate change. As do I, clearly, because I needed to go to my cousin's funeral. Um... Now, this woman who clicked her fingers, um, this woman who clicked her fingers and um, gave up cars. Okay, and obviously she's given up all sorts of fossil fuels, I'm sure. You know, she won't catch an aeroplane, I'm sure. Why would you not, why, why would you refrain from hopping in a car for a year if you weren't going to refrain from hopping in an aeroplane or anything else with an engine in it? Right. So push bikes only, and she actually said that. Um, now here's the funny thing, and it took me a long time to get it. Only recently I read of another mother who was killed uh, riding a push bike. It was actually really tragic. Um, 
you know, and that happens. You know, we all accept a certain amount of risk. I'm driving along now, hands-free, admittedly, but talking into this phone, which, you know, arguably is not giving my undivided attention. I'm going through leafy Camberwell, by the way, at the moment. Um, I'm not giving my undivided attention to the road, you know. I'm giving two percent of my um substantial gray matter to thinking about what i'm talking about i'm actually not putting much thought into that this is just stream of consciousness i really am not you know (laughs) i find this very easy just chatting i find it very easy driving but fact of the matter is as i just said all right um i had this thought um even though I do accept a certain amount of risk, you know, I hopped in an aeroplane. That could have crashed yesterday. Oh, this uh, yeah, last night I got back at midnight. Now, um, I'm driving along now. I could get killed now. Yeah. So, um, but I have drawn a line, and I'm not. And I said to myself, I don't ride push bikes on the, in traffic anymore. No more push bikes ever. You know, there's a add that to the sugar and the alcohol. You know, no more push bikes. And I'm, I sat there and I thought about it. And I said, yeah, that's right. Okay, and because this woman got killed, she had seven children, and I thought, hmm, crikey, oh, obviously a tragedy. You know, the kids, the kids were all young. You know, she wasn't old. You know, so I, I dare say all of them were under eighteen. Seven children—that's a mess. That's an absolute mess for all those children. She got killed in traffic on the road, and I said, well, you know, I'm not going to put my kids at risk of losing their dad. Um, by being that unprotected on the road with uh, steel, you know, vehicles, metal vehicles, quarter of a ton each, um, driving around inches from me, and you know, I um, I clearly think I should put my seatbelt on in a car, and yet I think it's fine to ride a push bike right next to the car with the car doing the same speed. Come on, it doesn't make sense, you know. And that's what I said to myself, it doesn't make sense. So I said to myself, no push bikes. So I clicked my fingers, essentially, and that is it. You know, I'm not going to... Um, so, no push bikes. You know, look, maybe bike tracks, but there's no way that woman's getting to all her jaws um, without going on the road. Come on, you know. She, said she, she listed all the things that she was going to achieve on her bike. She can't get... I can't get to my kids' cubs. Yeah, without going on a road. What am I going to do? Walk the push bike the whole time? Um, we haven't got that many bike tracks, you know, to every single little thing and to school and the rest of it. We don't have those bike tracks, you know. Otherwise, the whole world will be bike tracks and no roads. Right. Now, um, so I clicked my fingers and said, that's it. I'm not, I'm not using push bikes. I, I, the climate change thing didn't occur to me at that point. Children... Um, I was only thinking of you guys. Yeah. Um, I was thinking only of you guys at that point in time. I wasn't thinking of your future and your need for a climate that was, you know, not putting Essendon underwater. I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking of, oh, you just need a dad. Yeah. How this is me looking after my little family at the expense of the whole wide world. Yeah. Unforgivable. Okay, so here you have two people, this woman clicking her fingers and saying she will ride a push bike and only ride a push bike, and me saying I won't. Ah, that's interesting. Who's the good person? Well, she is. If you ask Greta Thunberg, and probably if you ask yourself 50 years from now in Essendon's underwater, you know, that sort of thing. Um, So it's a very curious thing, you know. Very hard to be good. Now, um, 
throughout this uh, this podcast, you know, the episodes, the 97 episodes, you know, very occasion, very often, you know, you might think, ah, oh, typical, you know, um, you know, male from, you know, of, of my generation back in those times with all my prejudices and all that sort of stuff, you know. And you know what? I could have made a podcast so easily. You can tell I can talk, you know. I could have made a podcast that made myself out to be a damned saint. I could do that right now. In fact, you know, I'm tempted to do that next episode. And I could come across as the most beautiful, progressive you could imagine. And it will be there for posterity, for you, um, in podcasts. Me, lying my teeth off, you know like a lot of people lie their teeth off about being so progressive um, and, you know, saying uh, that I can, that um, it is possible to be a good person in this world. Yeah. But in being good on one front, you're being bad on another front. It happens all the time. You can think of your own 16 examples on the spot, I'm sure. I don't care what, in, you know, in what direction you're thinking that sort of stuff, you know. Okay, so look, it's been a chat, you know. I'll get back to, um, you know, that'll do for this episode. Uh, it ended up a chat. I'll call it, you know, introduction to climate change or something like that as um, as part of physics because I am actually going to, I, I am actually keen to get on to uh, climate change um, in the physics sense, you know. Not in the... Um, not in the political sense, although, you know, political will is required to do something about climate change. That is right, you know. They could have banned that aeroplane that I flew last night, you know, politically. They could have put a ban on aeroplanes. And I couldn't have... And that would have stopped me going to my um, my cousin's uh, funeral. And, um, and, and nobody would have thought worse of me because I couldn't have got there anyway. And that was that's acceptable. You know, that's the way it was in the old times. You know, like um, you, you and I have an ancestor um, who came to Australia from Ireland. Um, I'll say his name. You know, um, is Tom Hassard. You know, he came from Dublin in 1890. Okay, he was the last of all your ancestors on my side to come to Australia. You know, they all came between 18, you know, whatever, 40, 1841 and. 1890, the whole, the whole lot, you know. Anyway, um, so he came here in 1890, and he had a brother who stayed in Ireland and another brother who went to America, you know. So there were three sets of Hassards, you know. And um, as there are to this day, you know, there's an American clan of Hassards, an Australian clan of Hassards, that's us, and, um, and an Irish set of Hassards, and that's the other mob, you know. Um... And his mother died. Ah, but this is 1890, you know. Um, well, you know, it might have been 1901 by then, you know. Um, and he didn't go back for the funeral. Now, that's acceptable. He couldn't. Realistically, he couldn't, you know. And yet I went to Cairns yesterday. You know, I went up the day before yesterday and came back last night. Uh, up and back. You know, that quick. How much fossil fuel did I burn? You know. Um, well, you may argue I shouldn't have gone. You know, and it would have been understandable. Of course it would have been understandable, you know. For the environment, I didn't go up. And yet, 
I wasn't the only one that went up. A lot of my cousins went up. We had a good group up there, all flying up from Melbourne and Brisbane and all that sort of stuff. And um, and we felt we needed to. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's coughing, but and he was a, a look. I'm going to say his name. You know, it's still going to be difficult for you to work out who I am. You stranger wandering into this uh, podcast because you know um, you're not going to be able to put two and two together and figure out who I am but Brett Hassard you know uh, he's another Hassard and uh, he's coffee look he was a, yeah, Brett Hassard 48 um, yeah, veil Brett for the good times you know uh, and but I liked his coffin it was red and black black and red um it was, you know, essentially the um, Essendon footy jumper was the lid of the coffin. And he had a burning skull at the, um, at the, you know, it was black with a red sash. And at the top was a burning skull where his head is because he loved heavy metal, Iron Maiden, all that sort of stuff, you know, he loved all that stuff. So, you know, it was good. And, you know, I was a bit doubtful whether that would be a good look for a coffin, you know, but get used to it, you know. Um, back in the ancient times, um, people were... Uh, sorry, I've just got... I'm going into my car park. See, car park, I'm in fossil fuels again, you know. Um, yeah, um, what am I saying? Um, there have been um, societies in the past that have been much more comfortable with bones and skulls and all that sort of stuff as representations of death, you know, coming to terms with it and all that sort of stuff, you know, and all that sort of thing. We're just a little bit, you know, we, we think we need angels and, you know, halos and fairy wings and everything as our only, you know, celebration of life, you know. This is the cult at the moment, you know. Um, in America, they can hardly say the word... Um, death, you know, they say past, you know, past, Brett passed. Well, you know what, he died, he actually just died, stone dead, you know, and even he would say that, he definitely would, and um, anyway, the coffin was, uh, was the coffin was um, the Essendon jumper, it was black with a red sash, there's flaming skull at the front, you know, which um, I, I had some doubts about, um, but then, um, when I got there and I saw the coffin, I said, no, that's good. You know, my nephew made the, uh, made the vinyl wrap that, um, you know, he, he, you know, along with his father, um, they've got the right machines, CAD machines and all that sort of stuff, um, to create the, to create that. You know, they're sign writers, you know, in the modern sense, you know, which is big business, big deal. Um, so my nephew made the thing. And my brothers put it on, you know, and adhered it, uh, and put it on. It was very nice, you know. Um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, yeah, Vale Brett, <laughs> you know. Um, and what else can I say about that? Yeah, nothing much. Um, I kind of enjoyed that chat. That was very much off-piste. Off Is that how you say the word? Another cousin used that, you know, I don't, I don't ski, yeah, he does. He's in Denver at the moment, that other cousin. It's freezing there at the moment. Uh, he's there on business. He flew fossil fuels and uh, he went back to London. He lives in London and he went back to, you know, I've got a lot of cousins. And he went back to London, I think, last week, and, but he only stayed in London for two days and then back to Denver for another meeting. Um, 
and uh, that's not a short hop. Because you know, you, are there direct flights from London to Denver? Doesn't matter. The point is, um, geez, he's been burning some fossil fuel lately. He's part of the problem too, you know. And yet, he's got his kids in an expensive school, so he has to earn the money. And uh, he won't earn that money if he... Oh, look. Are you a good person? Are you a good person? (laughs) I'll leave it at that. You're not. You're probably a bad person. We're all bad people. You hug yourself with the idea you're doing your best, okay? See you, kids. I strayed off track in that episode, and by that I mean the track that this podcast is on. The track that this podcast is on is uh, nothing to do with me. It's not about me, this podcast. It's not supposed to be anyway, and it's not about my people. Um, As much as I love myself, (laughs) and as as much as I love my people, it's not about them, so I'm not going to go on about them. Uh, look, inevitably, um, it becomes a bit about oneself, uh, just in the way one speaks. You, know, you can be talking about anything, and um, you can be talking about tree frogs or, you know, um, anything, you know, transit of the moons of Venus, if you like, you know, and you reveal a little bit of yourself just in the way that you speak about things. It doesn't matter what you say. The world's addicted, isn't it, to what it's saying, you know? Everyone says, you said such and such, and, you know, you said the other thing, and people quote each other, and that person said that, you know? Um, And that defines him, the fact that he said that. Um, But I'm, I'm much more subscribed to the idea that it really doesn't matter what you're talking about, within limits, you know? Um... It's uh, it's how you're talking about things. You know, I've said that many times. Anyway, um, I strayed off track in this episode, but I don't mind doing that occasionally. And um, because it's not about you anyway, I don't really, you know, I'm not making this podcast for you anyway, whoever you are, um, who has accidentally got this far into this episode, let alone this podcast. Um... You know, and, and look, I strayed off the podcast uh, in the form of having a chat with my kids. But more importantly, just for the moment, I also um, mentioned the fact that we had Brett's funeral yesterday. And again, I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, we were all very affected. Um, our cousin group and Brett's friends and family. Uh, But I don't want to talk about that. Uh, It's not the time and place. But I do want to go out with something. And this one's for you, Brett. Aha. No. Not yet. I will create a separate Veil Brett episode. As As a part two. And an episode 99, I think it is. Um, So hold that thought and it will carry on in the next episode.